Welcome to the Power Kid Podcast, the premier and longest running podcast focused on the modern toy and entertainment industry. Power Kid is an award-winning design and development firm, and we are a proud member of the Adventure Media and Events Podcast Network family. Adventure Media is the publisher of your favorite industry publications, including the Toy Book, the Toy Insider, and the Pop Insider. I am your host, Phil Albritton, and I bring you great conversations with talented people making amazing products for kids. Toys, books, games, TV, movies, I bring them to you here every episode. Welcome aboard. Hello, 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 Power Kids, and welcome to another Power Kid podcast. Guys, every week it is my honor, joy, and privilege to bring you great conversations with great people from all over the world making great things for kids. I am super excited about today's show. We are going to talk about a product, rare as they come, that is net positive for the environment, and I am fired up about it. I've got Joe Morris and Mike Horn on the line. Let me introduce you to them. Joel is an inventor and one of the co-founders of Cubals. His Made in the USA product enables kids to construct fun, collectible characters folded from sturdy paperboard. Importantly, the product is absolutely net positive for the environment. For every tree used to make Cubals, the company donates enough to plant 100 more trees. Mike Horn, second time on the show and very good friend, has over 25 years in the toy and pop culture industry, developing businesses, creating sales opportunities, and managing mergers and acquisitions. He is also a co-founder and the chief strategy officer at Cubals. Guys, welcome to the show. Thanks. Good Thank to be you here. For Very excited to have you both on and looking forward to doing a deep dive into the idea and the innovation, but then also some of the, the innovation that's come with the product and developing Cubals. But let's start where we start. Joel, tell us, how did you get started in the toy industry? Yeah, good question. Uh, by accident, really. Um, I have never formally worked in the toy industry, but I was working with boxes a while back and, uh, you know, was buying some gifts for my nephew and it kind of clicked in my head. I thought, you know, I wonder if I could use these materials to make something cool. And uh, just as a an engineer and a kind of a passionate maker sort of person, I, I set out and said, well, I'm going to try and make something that's, you know, takes us away from the screens as educational out of this paper board and this stock. And, and I set forth to do so. <laughs> Did you have that same experience that many of us parents have that the kid enjoys the box more than he does the toy? Yeah. <laughs> I feel like that's where yeah. this idea was born. Yeah. And it, may, it probably was back in the back of my head there. Right. And it was just, it was a, it was like the culmination of all these influences we all have, right? Like some less screen time, like recyclable products, hands on, and it just kind of clicked them. And, and that was that. <laughs> what Joel didn't realize is that, uh, by not being a, a, a longtime toy industry veteran, is that um, the ability to bypass China manufacturing and to do this stuff locally and not have tooling and long lead times? And who could have predicted $18,000 container shippings? It's kind of the way this story is with this company is that, you know, we, we start out doing one thing and it's a great idea. And then we find all these other benefits that we didn't even know about. 
Yeah. So let's talk about uh, shipping containers and the, and the <laughs> issues that we're having, none of which affect you guys. Uh, right. sh- show off a little bit. Tell us about that and, and, and the experience you're having in the middle of this. Yeah. So it, I wouldn't say that was the strategic reason that I we <laughs> make stuff here. Um, you know, for me, it was passionate. This whole project is passionate. In fact, like I built it nights and weekends, right? Like I've, I've never really worked for the company and now it's got a full team that's experienced in taking it forward. But, uh, for me, it was passion. I just want to support community, right? Like we hear a lot about manufacturing jobs here and how we, we create those. And so in my simple mind, I'm like, well, you invent new things. And so <laughs> with this, I was excited that I knew that we could make these and they are made here, right. In, in Minneapolis where I'm from in the twin cities and, uh, we can make them across the U S as we grow. And uh, so it's really cool that we can, I can tangibly see like I'm helping people in our community uh, to have jobs. Yeah. Well, and, and Mike mentioned, Joel, you, you do come from outside of the toy industry, but you have been involved in uh, software development, healthcare, research and development, investing. And, and I'm wondering how those skills have helped you in the toy industry to push some of these things forward to help in development. Uh, and then, you know, I always ask the question, what was surprising to you about the toy industry that maybe you didn't realize before you were in? Those are good questions. Um, so I think, I don't know if it's specifically to the toy industry, but just my, my R&D experience, you know, really, really set me up for the patience it takes to build something new, right? Because especially when, when I do it nights and weekends, like you just have to have patience and a grind to get there. And I've been at this for years to get to where we are today. Uh, because I got, I had a job, I have my kids, which are super important to me and I have cubals. And so it really set me up to just see the long-term vision and continue to chip and away at it over time. And, um, regarding what surprised me about the toy industry, um, that's a good question. I don't know, Mike, you got anything for that? I'm trying to think. <laughs> let, let me answer that for Joel in this way. Um, we routinely, and I'm not, I'm not saying once in a while, I, every week something comes up, uh, some, some deal, some, some opportunity, something happens, and we have to remind uh, the team, and Joel in particular, this doesn't happen. Um, we are we are constantly breaking the rules not even we're not not like rebelliously trying to be different it just happens i think this product is resonating we're the right place the right time the right the right execution um and and even in the year since i've been involved it's, it's almost an unrecognizable company from where we were a year ago just in terms of the product development, how we're pushing ourselves in, in, in what we make and how we make it, um, but also the, also the deals and opportunities that, that are coming at us. It's just, um, it's, uh, sometimes it's hard to keep up with it. Mike, 25 years in the industry, and you're the one who's surprised. And I'm just the ignorant one, right? So I'm just coming in and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not ignorant to corporate strategy and product development and all these things, but I don't know much about the toy industry. And so to me, I'm just, I'm just trying to like, I'm impassioned to create a, a cool product and bring really good hearted people around it and, and 
create a good company at the same time, right? And I think hopefully that resonates with people. Well, and, and it's great to hear that, that things are moving forward and, and pushing forward and uh, that you, know, you found a path uh, and you found a yeah. product that, that's working and that's just fantastic. Uh, so let's talk about the product. Um, share with the listeners um, I- exactly what these are on, on their face. They are paperboard models that are folded into shape, but they can come in uh, any form, any style, um, any licensed character. Uh, you are partnered with Dogman, and I want to talk about that and that partnership. Yeah, so just take us into the product and share with the listeners what the offer is. Yeah, for sure. So I'll do my best. I'm Full disclosure, I'm the engineer, right? Uh, so I'm not always the best at the marketing spin, but, you know, uh, it's, you know, it is what you said. It's a, it's a sturdy paperboard that's pre-cut and pre-scored. And my idea was I wanted something that people could, you know, build without glue, scissors, or specifically plastic that was sturdy, that made them think a little bit, right? And and you have to kind of focus and, and take your time to build it and, but at the same time, have it be easy enough that it's fun and rewarding when you're finished. And and that's really what cubals are. If you if you can envision a greeting card that comes with like six to eight panels and pop out pieces like we're we've all done in the past with paper products, but they're I would just like to think engineered better and more sturdy and and in the end result in something with movable parts, which was also kind of unique, right? I one of the issued patents on it is around I was obsessed with making the parts move, but not using plastic or other materials. And so I invented a piece called a key joint is what we call it. And it actually connects the parts together, but it's made out of the paper. Articulated paper parts. Yes. It's it's Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think that really makes them, that's part of what makes them cool. Right. We we Um, do ourselves a disservice by calling it paper as well. It's almost like, it's almost like saying, uh, you know, and, and I actually started my career in the trading card space. And we used to sort of say, oh, it's ink on paper as, as, as kind of like a flippant joke. And, and I don't think anybody thinks of, of a trading card as paper. You know? um, so I think paper has a, a, a little bit of a value connotation. But Joel's exactly right. It, it's, it's all about in the execution. Um, and this has been tried before, right? Because who doesn't want the, anybody in the business you know, it's the holy grail. What attracted me to, to the project the first time I spoke with Joel was, wait, you don't have to deal with China. You don't have to tool it up. <laughs> you don't have long lead times. You're making them right there in Minnesota. Um, you know, all of those elements. But the, by the end of the day, if the product isn't isn't great, then it doesn't matter how well, how, how quickly <laughs> it's manufactured. It doesn't matter. No, it, it's just, it just it's, it's the right combination. Um, that's that's really uh, that's really making this thing go. Yeah. What what strikes me is definitely the articulation, the innovative engineering in the folding of the characters to create the characters, but then also the amount of markets, the number of markets that you could be in, not just the toy aisle, but th- this could go in gift cards. Uh, well, here's go- part of our problem is that in some regards, Cubals has an identity issue because. What are we? Is it a toy? Is it a craft? Is it a collectible? Is it publishing? You know, it's kind of all these things. Right. Um, and right. you mentioned Dogman, <laughs> as you know, and Dogman was a fantastic license to get started. But because that's you know that's a book property, 
and we have a, a product that's primarily paper oriented, we started getting put into this publishing book, you know, category, um, which adds another one. Are we, are, are we a book? <laughs> you know, well, not really. So, you know, since since this product is occupying white space and we're creating that, that we're creating a new category is ultimately what we're doing. We think that we, we can be all those things, which addresses your point, Phil, that the versatility and the ability to put this thing into a variety of different applications beyond just a, you know, a, a paper action figure is great. And, and again, it goes back to what I started at the top of this conversation, that the opportunities that are coming in every day are, are constantly pushing the imagination of what we can do and, and where we can take this thing. Right. Right. Well, and there's an element to which it's 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 printing and it's board and it's engineering, but it's completely customizable. So part of this, I imagine you're getting calls for lower quantities of of potentially customizable product. Let me know if I'm wrong on that. But it feels like that's definitely a part of this business. And and and, uh, not only that, we we lean into that because we have an advantage that most of our. Our, our colleagues in the toy industry don't. We don't have, you know, in addition to the long lead times and, 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 and that, we also don't have the huge minimums, you know, so we can experiment with, with products that we don't necessarily know or we're not sure or, or you know, or brands. And we, you know, we've got the speed to market. We can, we could do things quickly. We, we did a promo last fall for the University of Illinois where the, we produce. We basically reproduced their uh, the school's logo as a three dimensional puzzle, and that was solely as a giveaway. Now, the alumni association wanted to give these out to the students when they went home for Thanksgiving break, you know. And so we were able to produce a, a you know a relatively modest quantity in a very short period of time, and that item wasn't even you know was never sold. So let's go there, guys. What types of companies people are you hoping? reach out to you? Licensors, retailers, uh, promotional companies? What am I missing here? Who, who do you yes. want to listen to this and say, hey, I need to I need to hop on the phone with Joel and Mike and talk about this new project? Well, me personally, you know, I always, I've always been passionate about the idea that I just think there's a keyhole for everyone. And I know that sounds cheesy, but I, I believe it, right? Like I just can think of something fun that people would like and why they would like a keyhole. So you know, I think the answer is yes, right? <laughs> I mean, quite frankly, and uh, and you know, you know, we're we're excited to work on all sorts of creative, crazy ventures. And the team, you know, Mike's here on the call, but Frank and and Jason and Jade, and actually my mom Teresa, who handles a, a lot of the the fulfillment, is also a co-founder as well, right? And uh, we have a lot of fun together. And so reaching out, you know, to them from any industry, they have, ex- they, they all have experience across so many vast industries that, that they'll, you know, we'll be able to deliver and help. Right. And I think another thing too, is that, you know, we, we come from different industries, but we're all seasoned business veterans. So, you know, like we're not making the rookie mistakes that, that early companies typically do. We've all done it. We, we we've taken our lumps as startups before and we're all, you know, we, we we've been far enough along and, 
Um, you know, and also the dynamic that, uh, of, of our team with these different backgrounds. You know, one guy comes from a marketing agency background and one guy comes, you know, one guy was an entrepreneur similar to me with the, with the toy path. Um, so, you know, we, we have these, these, these really dramatically different backgrounds that blend really well together. You know, guys, a part of, of Cubals that, that really intrigues me is the engineering aspect and in engineering effort that goes into making the product at the same time to get everything out of the product that's there. The child or the adult is is sitting down, is piecing this together, and they're, they're using their mind in, in a great way, right? They're using those engineering skills to put this product together. So in, in some right. ways, this is absolutely educational. Uh, Joel, can you speak to that? Yeah, for sure. Um, that's, you know, it, it almost gets crazy, the list of reasons why I was inspired to create this, but uh, that education is a huge component and, and not just for kids. Like I think adults too, it, I love building them, right? Adult, they're fun to build, but when you build a cue bowl, you might notice like there's not a step-by-step, -step, hey, step one, step two, step three, there's instructions that are encoded to help you build it, but you still have to think. And so I'm inspired by that as well, that when someone builds a Cubal, it may be a little bit more challenging at the first time that they do it, um, but we've made it easy enough to have fun and challenging at the same time. And I think that's something that's really cool because to me that that concept of like solving a problem, right? Like solving it and the reward from doing so is also a part of Cubals in a small way. Um, that I think people enjoy. Uh, just expanding on, you know, m my background, as as you may know, is you know really sort of the the Comic Con world of of you know, um, uh, for lack of a better term, sort of adult collectibles. From the first second that I became aware of this, I instantly saw those connections and, and thought that we could we could do something impactful with with the kind of brands that I've spent my career in. So it's the same thing. It's, you know, it's great for kids. It's great for adults. It's great for really anybody who's built one usually comes back with the same response. Well, and you know, my mind goes to, we talk about Comic-Con and Cubals. My mind goes to how big can we make these? Can we make yeah. a life-size <laughs> Iron Man Cubal? It's funny uh, that you ask. Uh, <laughs> I, I actually, I have a four foot dog man sitting right next to me here. He there we go. It, but, yes. Uh, Yep, you you and, got and it. And another thing that to, to that it. end is we're we're also um, in the next month or so we're opening a a uh, showroom slash retail store in an area called Highland Park in in outside of Chicago um, that uh, that's going to have um, a, a an enormous amount of of uh, of cubals and and cubal oriented products. So I, 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 when that when that comes live, uh, next time you're in Chicago, you'll definitely want to make a visit. Absolutely, no, that uh, amazing. Yet yet another uh, <laughs> great, great benefit to these products. It's just going to be phenomenal. And then one of the most important parts of this product that we haven't really even touched on yet, but it just fires me up. It's been a topic of conversation for uh, you know a decade or more. Um, the idea of removing plastics from toys and making sure that, that we're, you know, quote unquote green. Mm -hmm. um, but to have a product situation where for every tree that you use making cubals, you can go out and plant a hundred more trees. That's, that's phenomenal, right? That is really, really good for the planet. So talk about it. Talk about why that's important to you. 
why you think you're on the cutting edge of, of you know, this kind of uh, a net positive green business model. And it's a good, you know, it's, it's a great question. And I think hopefully you'll see that a lot of what drives Cubals is, is passion and responsibility and, and goodness, right? I mean, I really at the core, the reason I saw that and I wanted to do it was the sense of responsibility to make the world better than when we got here, right? <laughs> and, 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 and that's what dro- drove it for me. It's like, wow, I could actually create something that's fully recyclable. And at the beginning, we'll plant, you know, 100 trees to one. I did the math to figure out how we could do that. And then I, to me, that's just the beginning, right? It's kind of more of an ethos of who we are. And, and it's not going to stop there. Like, I, I, I want to continue that vision. And how do we even get better and better and better at improving that positive impact? And that's an important point to build on. And I say this a lot is that um, you, the, the, this tree planting thing is not a gimmick for us. It's not, it's not like some little marketing, you know, something we're trying to do to get attention. It's a core value of who we are and what we do. Um, and, and look, I, I, I view it also from the consumer standpoint. I mean, we, we in my house, we've now switched to where we use a laundry detergent that comes in sheets so that we're not shipping, you know, we're not buying big containers full of heavy plastic and, and there's lots of water involved in that. We have shampoo that we use that comes in a foil bag that's, that's super eco-friendly. I mean, I think this is, we're, we're at the right time to be doing this. We're not the only ones in the world that are thinking, you know, we can make a cool product, but we can also be impactful. No, and, and, and definitely are being impactful. And I, I love to see business models like this. Joel, Mike, I know one thing that's, that's very important to both of you is corporate culture and building a business um, that is not just profitable and sustainable, but also is just a good place to work, a, a fun place to work, a place where the work is important and, and that that's recognized. Um, I, I know that that's what you're building here with Cubals, uh, but I want you to share with the listeners how you're going about that and, and why that's important to you. Yeah, it is very important because it's not something when we talk about startups all the time or companies, we always talk about that. And it takes a lot of hard work to 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 create a culture that uh, that I think is rewarding. And it comes down to listening and and knowing that we're all not perfect, but when people are putting in their best effort, um, helping and supporting them, uh, from a leadership perspective, it takes giving sometimes, right. Giving up sometimes, um, from my side, you know, you have to, uh, and you have to entrust people. So like, you know, I think I talked about it earlier, but, uh, you know, I've, I've still worked nights and weekends on this business, which isn't always, you know, ideal, but everyone that's been brought in the team that are experts, they, they're crushing it. And I've, I trust them, right? And I hope I hope that shows and that everyone on the team trusts each other and the people we bring into it and the vendors we work with and the people we work with. We, I hope everyone always says when, when we work with people from Cubals, they're just good people. Yeah, and let me expand on that too. There's, you know, for those of us who spent our lives in the toy industry, it's supposed to be fun. Uh, <laughs> you know, I remember- right. Early on in my career, you know, I come home from Toy Fair and, and, you know, my civilian friends would be like, that must be the most fun trade show on the entire planet. 
you know, and anybody who's been is kind of like, mm, sure. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, I mentioned earlier about about how this team is a lot of veterans. You know, we're not all, we're not 25 year olds. You know, we've, we've all been in the business long enough. We've been in business and the business. And and while, you know, the, the term corporate culture is a relatively new term. It's 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 just like our tree planting initiative. It's not a gimmick. It's it's core to who we are and what we're doing. And it may start by by you know the fact that it's Joel's nights and weekends job, so it's got to be enjoyable. Um, but we've all been given this this opportunity to build something special. Um, and I often say that that my job is to take this great product and build it into a great company. Um, and and they are different. Agreed. No, very, very good. Very good. Um, so let's talk about some of the styles that you have available for purchase. Dinosaurs, unicorns, knights, princesses, animals, aliens. I mean, you guys, it goes on and on. And again, this harkens back to the engineering that goes into these products. Uh, are there other licensed products that you'd like to add to the lineup? Uh, what's, what's ready, what are you ready for in the future of Cubals? So our business model is kind of split. In that we have probably almost exactly 50-50. Half of our business is taking in licenses and 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 designing product. And the other half is is creating custom products for you know outlets who have their own their own paths. So it'll be a long answer to your short question. <laughs> um, on the, the the thing that sort of everybody knows that the easy explanation is licensing. Um, I've certainly spent a lot of time in that world. Um, you know, when I joined this company a year ago, we had three brands under license. Today, we've got close to 30, um, and that's growing rapidly. Um, so by the time this podcast is out, there'll be some news about our Hasbro licensing deal. We've got a wide variety of, of, of brands from Hasbro. Um, the first products coming out are G.I. Joe and, and, and what our what Joel and the development team have done to make that that product sing is pretty amazing. I mean, there's there's we want that wow factor of I can't believe that's been made out of paper, right, um, right, and that for for sure we have that right now with 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 the GI Joe stuff. Um, what I've seen of the My Little Pony product ticks that same box, um, and then we've got we've got you know our, our deal with Hasbro is but eight, nine, 10 properties. So there's a whole bunch of stuff that we're getting into. <laughs> That's all, a lot of stuff coming down the pipe, yeah. guys. Very, very exciting. Uh, wonderful. Well, before I let you go, uh, talk to the listeners. How can they reach out to you if they've got an idea for a custom cubal or they see a place where this product can fit in their world? Uh, how would you like them to reach out and connect? The easiest thing is just you know, go to our website, you know, cubals.com. And we're all easily findable through there. And as I said, from our business model standpoint, it could be anything from um, I'm a licensor, we'd love to be a property, to you know we've got a brand and we'd like to make product ourselves, to I do the corporate buying for the giveaways and I'm tired of mouse pads and, and, uh, <laughs> and what's up in Hashtag tired of mouse pads. There we go. <laughs> exactly. there we go. <laughs> E-I-Z at cubals.com also goes to Mike and the team that uh, that'll be able to help out with that stuff. 
Perfect. Biz at Cubles. That's C-U-B-L-E-S. Biz at Cubles.com. Guys, reach out. Lots of opportunity here. Great product. Great team. Uh, Really good to talk to you guys and always happy to promote net positive for the environment products and made in the USA. It's really cool what you guys are doing. Thanks for coming on. Thanks, Phil. Appreciate you having us. We'll talk to you soon. Okay. Thank you for tuning in to the Power Kid Podcast. If you like what you hear, subscribe so that you never miss an episode and leave a good review on iTunes. This helps us find more great listeners just like you. Remember also to check out the other shows that are a part of the Adventure Media and Events Podcast Network family. This show is brought to you by the Power Kid Design and Development Team. We are a full-service design and development studio serving the toy and game industry for over 20 years. Our partners, large and small, rely on us for invention, concept development, packaging, branding, prototyping, and much more. You can find me on my LinkedIn page, check out the website at PowerKidDesign.com, or email me directly, phil at PowerKidDesign.com. I am always happy to connect and help you develop your next great product. It's been an honor to spend this time with you today. Now go out and make something great. And remember, you are creative because you were created. God bless, and I'll see you next episode.